Wait, what? It worked? Oh, it worked. <laughs> Big time. Today's process is this. When small edges become huge hammers. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here. Lawyer, entrepreneur, husband, father to two crazy maniacs, and your guide to the understory. You, my friend, have a problem. You were stuck in a nine to five and you want out. And the challenge is the way out lies through the understory, which is filled with monsters and bandits. Don't worry, we'll get out together. Just remember, admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. I am playing hurt today. There's an unknown sickness going through my house, but uh, I, I'm here for you because I love you that much. And this podcast is always for you, children, puppies, and old people. So that's, I'm playing hurt, and I don't want the children, puppies, and old people, and you, uh, to not have access to these pearls of wisdom that I am, I am, I am dropping like value bombs from the sky. So I'm playing a little hurt today. So if my energy level is a little low, then then we're just all going to have to deal with it. But we're talking about small levers that move huge doors today. So there was this book that I read by Darren Hardy, and it was one of my my first. Like Darren Hardy was the first person that I ever gave like thousands of dollars to for uh, a course, right? And thank God that he allowed me to do a payment plan on that bad boy. But uh, I, I, lo- I love that course. I still think about it and I learn things in it from time to time. And uh, I should go back and redo that course because it's in my it's in my my discovered advanced library, if you will. And anyways, but he wrote this book called The Compound Effect. And basically the theory behind The Compound Effect is that is you just work on slight edges every single day and all those slight edges over time add up to huge, huge wins. It's one of the reasons why I do the podcast every day. It's a slight edge every day, but over time, um, it adds up to huge wins. It already has like the, the credibility of being able to say to someone, Hey, I did 365 podcast episodes in 365 days is a calling card, even though I don't have necessarily the street cred in the industries that I'm trying to get into right now. But people are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on your show. I'll be, I'll, I'll let you interview me because you're real. You're legit. Like I, so I'm expanding my, I'm expanding my Facebook friends, right? Like I'm getting a lot of Facebook friends that are kind of, you know, that are finding me through different means and whatever. And, I'm getting inundated with pitches in my direct message, right? And I know that I shouldn't answer direct messages from people that just became my friends, but um, but it's just like it's 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 stunning to me. And I know it's a strategy, but it, it's it, anyways. Well, how did I get on it? I don't know. Maybe it just annoyed me. But I'm, I had a, a link to I don't like I was gonna link it back to whatever I was going to talk about, but now I've just lost it. But in any event. Um, it, it it just annoys me. It just, I can't tell you how much it annoys me when people DM me. Oh, that's what it is. I know. What I, I I got it now. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because I always ask those people, do you publish? Right? Like, do you have a blog? Do you have a podcast? Do you publish? And if the person says no, then I just, I don't, they're not serious to me. And so that's like, it's, it's to get to me. If you, you have to, pu- you don't have to publish every day because not everyone's like me, but you have to publish consistently and you have to publish enough to where I can get a sense of who you are or I'm not going to work with you. Right? That's the advantage. I can say that and I can be kind of a jerk about it because I'm on, what are we on? Episode 394. So like, yeah, so I can expect of other people what I've done myself and I don't expect you to be like me and publish every day, but you got to publish a little bit or we're not, we're going to probably not going to work together, but in any event. Um, so I really got into that book and, um, I really, I really started to take hold of that book in terms of get slight edges, slight edges, slight edges. And, 
I had an experience last week that it was really powerful for me. And what that experience is this. So I, I was consuming some content and I was kind of going through it and looking at some social media posts and stuff and trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And things hit on people differently. Right. But, but every medium can be very powerful if it's framed and hits the person the right way. So this person had put up this post of, it was a picture of a guy in a, in a rowboat. Okay. He's on this beautiful lake and, uh, or it's a coastline. I don't know if it's on a lake, but it's a coastline, right? So it's this beautiful picturesque scene and the guy is, it's a younger guy and it's like a cartoon, you know? So it's, it's, there's a, there's like kind of a fan, fantasy quality to it, you know, like a, like a token middle, middle earth kind of thing, but then also still kind of like a little kid cartoon. It was really weird how they did it. Not weird. It was like genius how they did it. Now the more I think about it. And then there was, the guy was talking to a mermaid. So above the water, you could see the mermaid's face and it was a beautiful little mermaid and it was very innocent. But then underneath the water, the rest of the picture showed underneath the water and there was this gigantic menacing monster tail that went the, that that encom- that encompassed the entire under part of the the water that you could see and it was like scaly and it had moss on it and it was like all these muscles and it was menacing so in the top part it's like this picturesque cartoonish kind of thing and that just contrasted with this this just scaly horrible monster that that would gave a visceral feeling of fear right and the concept behind that, obviously, is, uh, and the guy in the post was talking about something that he had struggled with, and and uh, it doesn't really matter what the monster was that he had struggled with. Okay, what mattered was um, how that picture landed for me. And I have done a lot of work in a lot of different areas of my life for things that I struggle with, but for some reason, and, and I've always sought to have slight edges in all of the sort of the monsters in my life, but for some reason, that picture hit me very powerfully so powerfully so that when during this last week when there was like I got tired and there was some some time sucks and things like that that I wanted to do I thought of that picture and the the, con- the idea is that the guy's talking into a sweet looking beautiful looking mermaid but it's really like it's it's something that feels good or seems good in the moment but is actually there's a to me I interpret it as is that that is that it leads to the path of destruction okay and I'll tell you uh, for whatever reason, I think of that picture every day. And whenever, whenever I'm like, oh, I, I, oh, this will be easy to do. I should just do this. It's not a big deal. Like I'll just go on the internet and I'll just go, I'll just go like, look at like some news station and consume some news. And I just think about that. It's like, no, it's like, yeah, you get the dopamine hit from Facebook. You get the dopamine hit from whatever. But is that, is that in the moment thing that's easy talking to the beautiful mermaid, is it going to lead to your destruction? Right. And this is an age old concept. If you think about the, um, the odyssey, right. Which is the, when, uh, um, Odysseus goes between the Scylla and Charybdis, right. About, about the, the sirens who are like, they sing the song and the song is so beautiful, but it leads to the, to the destruction, right. It's, it's an age old problem for human beings that we are drawn to things that are bad for us. Right. And because we have choice, we can choose to engage those things or not engage those things. And it, it doesn't really matter to me what your bugaboo is. I don't really care because it's your bugaboo. It's not my bugaboo. But we all we all have like bugaboo. As, we all have a monster as a class. Okay. And that's why those archetypes work is because they represent like that 
painting photo, whatever it was, or a Cillian Charybdis, whatever it is, is that it it is a it is a meta class that encompasses everything. So like if let's say that your bugaboo is pornography, right? And you you like, oh I'll just look at pornography on the internet this one time, right? Well, the ultimate conclusion of doing that, it, it, it could put you on a path to where it desensitizes you to sex. It gives you have a difficulty of, of having relationships with women and it you sexually commoditize women. You, um, you basically, um, object, you know, objectify women. Like it, it, it can place you on this path. That's very, very dangerous. Even though in the moment, like, Oh, just this one time I'll look at it. It's not really that big of a deal. Same with like, if you drink too many gin fizzes, like, Oh, well I'll have, it's Tuesday night. I'll just have a, it's or it's Friday night. I'll just have a gin fizz. It's fine. Right. But then if you have a problem with alcohol, it can, it can put you on a spiral where like you just, you, you know, suddenly you find yourself drinking every day and you're like, Oh my God, I want to, how did I do this? I just had one drink gin fizz. And it doesn't really matter. Like I said, it could be any, that could be anything. It could be food. It could be you work out too much. It could be like whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. I, I may not share the same monster that you have, but we all have them. And that photograph was so powerful. It was not a photograph, a painting, whatever it was. That and, and it was so powerful. And it, and I had seen that message many times before. Like that's the same message as from the Odyssey, from from you know from Homer, as the sirens trying to suck him into the whirlpool. <laughs> And it's the same message, but it never hit me in the same way. Like, I'm not thinking about the Odyssey and, like, when I'm trying to, like, keep myself on the straight and narrow for things I shouldn't be doing. I don't want to think about it. But for whatever reason, that that image just, just was seared into my soul, right? But I had prepared for it. All of the work that I have done, all of the, all of the everything, you know, the, the books I have read, the, the journaling, the working papers, like it just prepared my mind to finally accept the point that, yeah, that, that they're really, they're really, that, that individual times do matter. And it's, it's incredible, even though it doesn't seem in the moment that those things matter, they're incredibly important and they, and they can be extremely dangerous, even though they seem very benign. Right. And it was cool because that, you know, you never get to pick what that is though. You don't, you don't get to pick your lightning strikes. They just happen. You just can only set the conditions for them. And that's why your environment is so important. That's why what you consume is so important. That's why I, when I flatline my Facebook feed, you know, my Facebook feed was this dystopian nightmare. And I just was, it was, it was, it was sucking me down into the water of arguing with people for things that, that, that they were never going to be convinced of because they're ideologically possessed. And I was never going to be convinced of because I was, ideologically possessed and we just weren't going to find any common ground okay and and so it was just a really cool experience and the cool thing is is that you never know you never know what what you're going to provide for someone else that's going to be that for them so that guy that posted that so there's a guy that created that picture Right. He, he's, I don't, I have no idea who that guy who created, that created that picture. And so he has no idea who I am. And so, but he had an impact on my life. Then there's the guy who posted that picture and like describes some, just, just put it into context for the struggles that he has. Right. And that guy has no idea who I am. He's like some person on my Facebook feed or whatever. Um, that's not a, like a close, close friend. I couldn't call him up and say, Hey, you had this, this, thanks for putting that up there. This has a big impact on me. And frankly, I didn't think about saying anything about it because I was thinking about it. I don't know if I could go back and even find out who it is. So you never know how what you're going to do is impacts impact people very, very far away from you and can change their whole life. Like those two people changed my life, but they'll never know it.
And I had, you know, and so then I had an experience with the book where um, somebody purchased the book, my book and um, creative, creative clearing, the husband entrepreneur's guide to escape the nine to five. And he's in a mastermind. So, you know, he, he knows me. So there's, it's not a cold purchase. And he went through the book and he read it twice. And he employed he employed one of the tactics and strategies in the book called the floating time block, and he was like raving about it. He's like, "Oh my god, this works so much, and it was so great." And you know, it was like it hit home for him at the perfect time, and it was so gratifying. You know, when they hit me, when you say. When people say, oh, if I just help one person, then it's worth it. And you're like, you kind of scoff at that. You're like, yeah, I know. If I just help one person, it'll be worth it. Great. Um, You know, but I really would like to help a million people because then I get paid. Right. But it's true. Like if no one ever buys that book ever again, I can just think about that guy and his face. And how he was like, oh, this really works. It really helped me. And how happy he was. And I was like, that made writing the book totally worth it. Um, besides the fact because I helped myself and all the things I accomplished for myself and the, the confidence it gave me and feeling good about it and all that and sort of practicing what you preach and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know now that at least one person had something in their life, a pivot that, that may change that guy's life forever. Now, may he may totally forget about it. And he may never use it again or whatever. But at least in the moment, it helped him. And it's part of the process for the for the light. Maybe if it's not the lightning strike, it helps to prime him for the lightning strike so that when he's someone else posts some, some picture on something that that he's ready for it and it changes. That is the that is the, the small hinge that turns into a huge hammer. And so uh, don't don't discount the lessons that you can bring to the world. Don't discount um, the impact small small decisions that you make. Um, one day can turn into big decisions, both for ill, but also for good. And um, the universe does reward you for small, consistent actions. And sometimes it goes, okay, you've had enough. And it goes, boom, and you have exponential growth and you weren't expecting it. And you don't get to pick when that is. You're just like, all right, it's going to come at some point. I don't know when it's going to come. I can't worry about it. I have to stick to the process. Don't swing for the fences all the time. Just, just hit some singles. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one because you're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And I just want you to write down, am I looking for slight edges to prepare myself for the lightning strike? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. Listen up, Rangers. You can't escape your nine to five, but you're going to need two things. You're going to need a place to stand to make decisions in confidence and clarity, and you're going to need a process to do that. I wrote a book, Creative Clearing, The Husband Entrepreneur's Guide to Escape the Nine to Five, that will give you those two things. It took me 20 years to write that book. I stepped on every landmine. I battled lots of monsters and bandits in the understory so that you don't have to. I know you've been promised the magical course, coach, codex crypto on the internet before but those things teach tactics and strategies i wrote this book so that if i hand it to you and you take it and you read it and you use it to give you a process that if we never talked again it is inevitable for you to escape your nine to five go to creativeclearingbook.com again that's creativeclearingbook.com all you have to pay is the shipping and handling and i will send you this book for free rangers 
path of understanding never ends. But I want you to get to where you want to go. Go light the lantern.